All right, everyone, welcome to the Monday, March 14th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, joined by Big Marcel here on Tuesday afternoon. Apologies for starting a few minutes uh, late today. The website's down right now, so there was uh, some stuff going on behind the scenes. So in case you're trying to access MMAOddsBricker.com, it is down at the moment, but there's uh, maintenance going on, so it should be good to go in a little bit. But I was freaking out, Marcel. I'm like, what's going on? But thankfully, we were able to get the stream really going um in time for this but yeah hopefully the website gets back up like in an hour or two hopefully anyways what's going on man how's everything with you yeah good man i was chilling in my bed was looking at my phones a little bit and then you are like uh we we should we should have this up in a second i was like in a second isn't this an hour and then you're like i like oh fuck you guys at daylight savings time again and we have it in two weeks so there's yeah. always this this country man about the daylight savings times so i absolutely hate it you know last time i was even sleeping when it started actually so uh but uh, yeah i'm happy i'm at the beginning of the show this time and uh yeah man how are you i'm good i'm good yeah it, it was daylight savings so we lost an hour yesterday i forgot to tell you of course the genius i am but uh, i'm glad we were able to make it in here today so let's check what we got in the chat we got joe we got alex and we got tristan what's going on guys Glad so. to have you guys here. Um, so tomorrow's show, Marcel can't do it at I'll, – I'll mention this at the end of the show too, but Marcel can't do it at uh, the normal time, which is 5 p.m. Eastern. Marcel, what what time are we going to do tomorrow? It'd be two hours later then? Yeah, I want to do – you want to do 7. If, 7 if p.m. Eastern five, tomorrow, so guys, for the seven. podcast. Marcel's got some personal uh, stuff going on, so uh, he'll be a little busy fr- from 5 to 7, but we'll do it at 7 o'clock. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully that works for people. Thanks, Marcel, for you know for, for at least doing it. I want to do it with you still. I don't want to do it solo, you know what I mean? So yeah. I can do it solo, but I'd rather do it with Marcel. It's more fun with you, honestly. So um, we'll see how that goes. Anyways, let's get into the last card, UFC Vegas 50. We'll break that down. Like I said, hopefully Odds Bigger gets back up uh, in a few minutes. Um, a lot of my articles are up there that you guys can read. Um, but let's get into today's uh, podcast, Marcel. Let's start with UFC Vegas 50. And we'll go through our picks. We'll go through main event. Picks, well, I mean, I had a great night. 11 and 3, I think. Pretty solid. I think you did pretty solid too. Yeah. It was overall a good night. Like, we, we picked some underdogs correctly on the podcast here last week. Um, it was a it was a really good – I mean, it, it looked like a good card on paper. It turned out to be a good card, right? Like, honestly, Marcel, you know, we all paid like 75 bucks for that UFC's 272. But I thought this card was better, quite frankly. Oh, for sure. I, Right, so sure. I mean, yeah. on paper, it was better in my opinion, and also it was better when I actually fought. I actually gave it, I gave it a nine out of ten, but the main event yeah. got it back to eight uh, out of ten. To be really honest, main event stunk, but I expected it. I told you guys it would be boring. Did I not say that last week? I said it on this podcast. I said it's going to be a boring fight, and it was. You know, the main event, the rest of the card was fire, but the main event was not a good fight. Let's get into it, Marcel. Negative Anka Live defeats Tiago Santos, unanimous decision. I had a 49-46 for him. Only the second round I give to Santos that late knockdown, like, with 10 seconds left. And other than that, he didn't do much in the fight. Anka Live just kind of controlled where it took place, outstruck him. Very low-volume fight, just like the Johnny Walker fight. Not a lot of fun to watch, Marcel. I wasn't super impressed by either guy. But at the same time, Anka Live, you know, he gets the win here. Now it's eight straight wins. So, or excuse me, uh, yeah, eight straight, eight straight wins, eight and one record overall. He would have had nine straight wins if he beat Paul Craig. One more second, Marcel. Had nine straight wins. So, yeah, it wasn't the best performance by him. I don't think it was the best fight by either guy. But at the end of the day, you have to get your hand raised. That's what he did. And eight-fight win streak. You know, he's calling for the title shot. I don't think he gets it after this fight, Marcel. That's my opinion. The guy is a really good fighter, but he obviously needs to fight someone else in that next tier. So you, now you got past Santos. Now you're going to that next tier of a Rakic, uh, Anthony Smith, um, you know, someone like a Blahovitz even maybe is a little higher, but you know, in that ranking, Dominic Reyes is another guy in that little uh, area. So 
I think he needs at least one more win like that, Marshall. That's my honest opinion. Give me your thoughts. So, yeah, talking about, you said Anthony Smith, and actually it's fun to mention this one. I had a podcast earlier today, uh, a Dutch podcast with uh, Gilbert Ivel. Yeah. And uh, Gilbert Ivel was like, let's match Magomed Ankalaev with Anthony Smith, and then Anthony Smith will win the fight. And I was like, ain't going to happen, dude. And he's like, you want to bet on it? And uh, we bet a Tom Puss for it. It's like a Dutch, uh, a Dutch. Uh, how do you say that? Uh, pastry. So, okay. <laughs> so what's, it called? What's, the, what's the pastry called? Oh. Tom Puss, T-O-M-P-O-U-C-E. Okay, I just, I found it. It looks really uh, good. <laughs> I want <yeah>. one now. <laughs> <laughs> so we bet on that. But uh, yeah, about the fight, I mean, uh, wasn't wasn't a great fight, to be honest. You know, it was uh, like Santos was looking for that real big shot that landed one time in the second round. And Ankalaev was really waiting to counter Santos, but Santos didn't do get jack shit, you know. So it was like... It was like two fighters. Uh, I had the feeling Santos couldn't, didn't really could let it go. And Ankalaev was really waiting for Santos to do something to do what. But the thing is, if nothing, a lot, not a lot happened, you got to look at cage control. As much as it sucks, you have to look at cage control. And Ankalaev was controlling pretty much the fight, was walking forward, was yeah. trying to cut him off, but didn't do a lot. Uh, it was just a very uneventful fight. I think Magomed Ankalaev won one, three, four, and five. Second round was for uh, for for Santos due to that late knockdown, like you said, because a late knockdown gives you a round definitely when the round is super close or that didn't happen jack shit, you know. And I expected Ankalaev to uh, to wrestle a little bit more, you know. I think the first takedown he put was in the fourth round. Um, and I think if he wrestled more, he probably would have had a finish. I actually expected them to take him down and probably get a finish there, mm -hmm. but. Um, yeah, overall, Uncle Ive did what he had to do. Really got a title shot out of this. Definitely not, but uh, yeah. No doubt. Uh, we got Joe saying he only had Tiago Wayne's round here. I mean, that's, I think that's the right scorecard. I know one judge had the first round for Santos. I don't hate that because it was really close to you, but I thought Uncle Ive won that round. Hey, Glenn, what's up? No, no worries. Marcel almost missed it too. I mean, I almost missed it, so <laughs> you're all good. Joseph saying, Mr. Underage, if I drew it over. If, unfortunately, they're in different weight divisions. Uh, Demon Jackson's at 145. We'll talk about him in a few minutes. Hey, Marcus, what's going on? He says, I think Ankalaev fought smart after the second round scare. If Smith fights Ankalaev, I think Smith loses. What do you think will be a Smith or Ankalaev? I think it would be pretty sizable in Ankalaev's favor once again. I mean, Smith is obviously a really good fighter, and he's very durable, and, you know, he's just a good fighter. But Ankalaev, I, I do think he is the next level. He, here's the thing. He's almost, like, making it look easy. Like, we're starting to criticize. It's like Sean Strickland, too. I mean, it's the same thing. Like, he's winning these decisions. He makes it look really easy. But you expect more from these guys. You know what I mean, Marcel? Like, you want to see more because you know they have it in them. But they're doing enough to win. And really, that's what it comes down to. You have to win your fights. Um, and it's you know, high especially level. after getting dropped in the second round. I mean, you didn't want to get knocked out after that. What are you going to say? Go ahead. It's high level as well. You know, yeah. this is this is top of the division. You know, it's not, <laughs> I mean, it's not like you're at some regional show. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? This is this is high level. And the highest Santos, level guys. They don't have holes yeah. in their game, man. Like, even their Santos holes are so is, small. Yeah. Santos always uh, always dangerous. You know, you know he yeah. can knock you out with one shot. He can do it. He didn't do it, but he can do it. So you always have to take that in mind. Again, yeah. was it an eventful fight? Definitely not. No. But was it a very necessary win for, for Ankalaev? Yeah, for sure, man. You know, uh, this is a big win, I think, for him. Yeah, the crazy thing is, like, Tiago, okay, so he knocked him down. He also knocked down Glover in their fight and lost the fight. So he's had fights recently where he's dropped the other guy but ended up losing still, which yeah. is, which really sucks. But that's MMA, right? And we've had that happen a few times in this card. We'll talk about yeah. that other fight, the Dober fight in a second. But, yeah, overall, I mean, like, he got the job done. It wasn't a great performance performance really by either guy 
And I think it doesn't get Mattel Shark gets him one of those top five guys. So everyone's talking about Anthony Smith. I think that makes sense. So I'd be fine with it. But like I said, Reyes would make sense. Blahovitz, Rakic. Um, uh, someone was asking about Rakic. It's because they were supposed to fight Blahovitz and the fight got scratched, right? Is that what happened? It's, it's going to be, it's in the works for May 14th to headline. Main event so. or, or? Yeah, yeah. In, in Vegas, maybe? or Yeah, probably else. in Vegas, yeah. May yeah. 14th. So we should mention, obviously, they're going back to crowds now, guys. We're going to have London this week. We're going to have Columbus next Columbus. week. We're going to have fans. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to love mm-hmm. it. He was saying uh, Mr. Underrated face Burgos Caceres. Yeah, we'll talk about that guy in a few minutes. That guy is very good. That Mr. Underrated guy that Marcel likes to give the nickname to. I think it's better than the leech, honestly. I think it's a little yeah. better. Because you only have Li Jing Lang as a leech, too. So. Yeah. Tiago got robbed. He wanted to ankle have to finish him. Megan mid refused. That's funny. No. Tiago just doesn't – he doesn't really have that pop like as much as like he used to. He could still knock you down. There's no doubt, but you know he just doesn't have it. I don't know what's missing. Like, but he, he's losing after, his fights. Like, they're close fights, but he's losing them basically. You after know? that awful knee surgery he had yeah. after the Jones fight, he never really came back. The Thiago Santos that he was before, you know, he yeah. still has that 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 uh, cheat code power. You know yeah. what I mean? But he doesn't feel like the same fighter anymore. You know, and the thing is, I think the the Thiago Santos that fought. John Jones before the injury yeah. would have never lost to Glover Teixeira the way he did, or yeah. against uh, it was against Johnny Walker or Johnny Walker, he won, but he would have put a better fight on, you know, just yeah. like the Ankalaya fight, he would have put a better fight on. So, I, I don't know, man, you know, yeah. I mean, I was one of the people that scored, uh, I thought Santos won the fight against Jones, you know, he personally, could have been, yeah, it was very it close, was I think. three to two, it was super close, but. Mm-hmm. You know, since then, like you said, the double knee surgery, he's never, he hasn't looked the same. That was three years ago. Yeah. What happens in three years, guys? Like, the world changes so much. Like, this is pre-COVID he had that fight. Like, it was so long ago. <laughs> what world was that? It's crazy when we're now looking back at three years. Dude, it's, it's crazy. It's, pre, it's, it's pre-COVID. It's like it's crazy, though, right? Like, the last two years, like, I, feel like, I feel like it's just an era, a different era of life yeah. the last two years. You know, like, it's just everything's been different. Anyways. All right, so <laughs> we talked enough about the main event, I think. Let's go to the co-main yeah. event. Song Yudong knocks out Marlon Marais. I mean, Marcel, this was such an easy call. This was an easy call, you know? I, 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 I have... I haven't felt this confident about a fight in a while. I felt like there was no other way this fight ended other than Yudong knocking him out. And the fight went exactly the, the way I thought it would. And it was very quick. First round, brutal knockout. Two minutes in. Fourth straight loss by knockout for Marlon Marais. Marcel, fifth in his last six fights, he's lost by knockout. I don't think he beat Jose Aldo. Is that that fight? I don't think he won that fight. I think he's on a six-fight win- losing streak right now. You know? He has been Reason. fighting elite guys, but he's been losing Marcel. You know? But to me, again, it's just... Guys, you know, Marlon, he, he's a good fighter. He's fighting tough level guys. I get it. It's just, it was more about Yudong just being an absolute monster. I mean, the guy's only 24 years old. Look at his record, Marcel, now in the UFC. Eight, one, and one. That is a fucking great record for a young guy. He's 24. He has multiple wins in the top 10, top 15 now. This is a huge win for this guy. I mean, again, it's it's a fight he should have won. It was a really good stylistic matchup for him, Marcel, but it's a huge win, huge name. It sets him up to fight anyone in the top 10 now, you know? And he wants to fight Dominic Cruz. That's the fight he wants. And if he wants that fight, I say give it to him because that's a great fight. I don't think Dominic Cruz takes it, though. I think Dominic says, nope, I want a veteran, you know? But I think anyone in the top 10 now makes sense for Song Don after this win, Marcel. It's a huge win. It's it's a it's a big win for his career. It's a big name on his resume. I, I, I really like this guy. I think he has championship potential, you know? He's so good. And remember, guys, it was one year ago, me and Marcel were on this podcast. I told you Kyler Phillips beat him, and he did. And since that fight, 
this guy has got back in the gym and he's improved his game. He's gotten better. He hasn't gotten worse. He's gotten better. And I love to see that for a young fighter. So this guy's getting better every, every fight. So give me your thoughts on this fight. Give me your thoughts on your dong and Marais. Go ahead. I'm going to be all honest with you, man. Before the Julio Arce fight, I wasn't really high on your dong, man. I, I felt like he had a lot of luck with decisions going his way. The statement draw, which was clearly a statement win. The Vera lo, lo, win was a loss, in my opinion, you know. So I wasn't, I, I saw the potential, but wasn't really high on him, you know. And uh, I think against Julio Arce, he showed beautiful striking, you know. It was so You fought so well. And I think, listen, man, Julio Arce doesn't get enough credit from people, you know. He's super technical and he did amazing against him. And now against Marlon Moraes, man, you saw the three punch combo where he uh, knocked him, uh, knocked him basically out with that uppercut. It's amazing. Um, yeah, I, I like the Dominic Cruz one. I, I feel like it's funny. You know, it's pretty much, I, I'm sure Uriah Faber was like, hey, man, if you win, say you want to fight Dominic Cruz. Let's get the Team Alpha Mill Dominic Cruz uh, rivalry get back on, you know? There's yeah. a storyline there. And it's a big win if you win against Dominic Cruz, former champion yeah. by many people thought as the greatest of all time in the bantamweight division. So that's a big win either way, you know? So, but for Marlon Moraes, man, the dude has a win by knockout in the first round against the current champion, yeah. Sterling, you know? Yeah. It's crazy what happened to him. He lost five of his last six, all by stoppage. And yeah, you're right, man. I think the Aldo fight, he also didn't want. What's next for Marlon? I honestly think that he could do well in PFL, man. You know, yeah, I, think I think he think could so do too. well there. So... I don't know how many fights he has left on his contract if the USC wants to continue with him, but I think maybe some some turnaround, you know, go to PFL. He actually came from the WSOF yep. back in the day, you know. So, yep. I mean, I think it would be a perfect fit. And uh, right now, there is nothing for him to win right now in the UFC, you know. He has like five of the, of the six losses out of his last fights. And he, he's now losing to up-and-comers with Marab Devalishvili and Song Yadong. So, yeah, I, I don't see it. I don't see it very. Uh, uh, how do you say that? Very bright for him in the UFC at this no, I moment. Agree. I agree. Um, you know, I'm just looking at the rankings right now. I mean, I think he loses to most guys in the top 15, honestly, mm -hmm. right now. One guy he could beat is Rafael Sunso. They fought twice, I think, in the UFC. They yeah. could do a trilogy fight. That would be interesting, right? I think Sunso won a split decision in his debut, uh, in mm -hmm. Marais's debut, and then Marais finished him in the second fight. You could do that fight because um, Rafael is in the same spot. I think he's lost multiple fights in a row, right, Marcel? So. You could do that fight. It's really the only fight that makes sense. Or, or else maybe Pedro Munoz. Another guy's lost a couple of fights, but I think Munoz knocks him out too. So that's my honest opinion. Song's a problem. He sure is. Uh, Adam, from your sources, Marais retired. I don't think he retired yet. But like Marcel said, I think PFL makes sense, you know? But yeah, his chin is gone. I mean, it's been gone for a while, quite yeah. frankly. Too bad Marlon didn't lose sooner. Marlon and Bellator band weight. Yeah, that's true. That would have been good too. But again, the chin is just gone. And it's like a warrior without a shield. You know you're a warrior, right? You got your sword and your shield. When you don't have a chin, you're just walking with the sword. You don't have yeah. a shield. You know, Marcel, like, you have to have the shield, too. And that's what Drew Dober has. We'll talk about him in a few minutes. He's got the shield. <laughs> Only disappointing thing with you, dogs, he's been in the UFC uh, for years, still using a translator. You mean interpreter, Glenn. Interpreter. He's going to be upset. It, it's got to be difficult, man. I mean, imagine I we have to talk Chinese, okay? Why do we say that yeah, Mandarin? Not easy. I mean... It would be nice to see him try, though. I agree with him because... Yeah. You know, I look at a guy, Guido Canetti, he just did an interview with the media, and it wasn't the best English, but he tried. He tried his best. This guy's not really trying. So I'm kind of with you, Glenn. You know, if you really want to make that push in um, America, it does help to speak the language. There's no doubt about it. But for me, it's like, whatever. As long as this guy can fight, I'm cool with it, whatever. You mm -hmm. know what I mean, Marcel? Same. At the end of the day, that's what I care about. Yeah, that's what I care about the most. 
Uh, I think Song's top five next year, probably. I mean, the guy's good. Hey, Hype, what's going on, man? Glad to have you here. If you're managing Marlon Rice, who'd you book in a fight next? Like I said, I think a Sunset makes sense, right? He doesn't have if, knockout power. They can a trilogy fight. Go ahead. If I'm managing Marlon Rice, I think Kamaru Usman would knock out Canelo Alvarez <laughs> in three rounds. Yeah, in exactly. Even, yeah, I know. That was uh, Alex says, I love Marlon's downfall. It's heartbreaking. I do think he retires and I hope he retires and starts coaching. Maybe, but I don't think so, man. Because he was just in, he was in that camp in like Thailand or something for like, what, two, yeah. three months? Like months. And he was hungry. He was, he's like saying all the right things. He looked like he was in great shape for the fight. So I think he still has his heart in the game. It's just his body is not able to handle the punishment anymore. Mm. You know, so it, it's unfortunate. You know, what's crazy about him, Marcel, is that he actually started his career two and two with two knockout losses, right? And he didn't get knocked out after that for like over 10 years. And now he just gets knocked out every fight. So it's kind of yeah. crazy, actually. Um, yeah, he did take off the gloves, but I think it was a frustration thing. And maybe I'm wrong. I mean, if he retires, I don't think it's a bad thing for his brain, you know? I feel like I, I was thinking the same, but there are more fighters who just take off their gloves after the fight. You know, it's yeah. not even just because they want to release it because it's like annoying, you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. All right, let's go to the next fight here. We had Sadiq Yusuf G. Alex Caceres. I, I'll go through this one quickly. Not really an exciting fight, I don't think. Um, you know, it was close, but Yusuf, I think, kind of just did enough to win the round. So I, I thought he won the decision. Any thoughts on this fight? It really wasn't. Pretty, pretty much what I expected, man. Yeah. Yusuf was trying to keep it standing and keep yeah. Alex Caceres on the distance. And Alex could do could do some good stuff in the first round, but second Who'd round. Who did you give the first yeah. round to? Who did you score for? I still gave it to Yusuf. Yeah, but, so did I. Even with the back take, I did too. Yeah. I, I was the same with you. But so I had man, a 327 for him. Yeah. Me too, but Caceres had very much, uh, was very much in pain with his leg. So I mean, yeah, it slowed him down. And I think it was the second round. It was just the, the leg was was really compromised. Uh, speaking about like nasty leg kicks and stuff, Khalil Rauncher, you both picked him as an underdog, I believe, Marcel, last week. Uh, I wish I was more confident to like lay some significant money in this guy because he made this look easy. I just wasn't sure what to expect from Carl Robertson, but. I still don't really understand why the odds were the way they were. It didn't really make sense that Robertson was favored. I mean, the guy's accomplished nothing in the UFC. At least Roundtree has some knockout wins, and he gets another one here, Marcel. And just an absolutely brutal knockout. I mean, a kick to the body on the ground, uh, just absolutely brutal um, and vicious and nasty. And just all the rage you unleashed with that kick, man, that was nasty. That was just a great knockout. Give me your thoughts on Roundtree, man. For the people saying, like... This is something new. You guys haven't watched Khalil Roundtree getting at the UFC house. Yeah, and the Ultimate Fighter house. Yeah. I mean, he did that as well. And I think he gave multiple kicks to that guy he, he delivered. And they were the same kicks. They were very nasty. I think nasty Khalil is somebody who can come far in the division. You know, if he is focused, he got so much power, man. He's so, he is very athleticism is good. And you saw his stance was really different than normally, you know? Um I like what I saw, and I think a much-deserved performance bonus. I think the first round was a little bit kind of feeling each other out, but the second round, Khalil came out guns blazing, and he put him away. And uh, I was also surprised to see him as an underdog, but I'm glad he took him as an underdog. So, uh, yeah, good win for Khalil, man. Yeah, it's a big win for him, man. Again, this is crazy, guys. He's he's an underdog. In two, I, I picked him in both of them. I think you did, too. He was an underdog against Modestus and against Robertson. Mm -hmm. When is this guy going to get some respect? I understand he's got, you know, cardio issues and he can be knocked out, but these were good matches for him against guys that are very hittable. And he won them both in spectacular fashion. What's next for him, Marcel? What do you think? Not ranked, obviously, but I, very exciting guy. So Yeah, I was think? thinking about, because he now fought uh, a former glory guy in Carl Robeson, I was thinking about Dustin Jacoby. But on oh, the other hand, fight. I think Dustin Jacoby 
deserves somebody yeah, in the top 15, you know? So yeah. that's why I was thinking maybe not, but it would be a great fight, you know? Holy crap, that would be a fucking sick fight, now that I think about it. I think you're right, because Dustin's on, like, a nice win streak, or undefeated, because he had that draw in there, but... Uh, well, what about Drikus de Plassi? What about Drikus de Plassi, the Af South African guy? Uh, there are different weight classes, so... Oh, it's oh, weight. Yeah, okay, yeah, of okay, course. Okay. Oh, man. Roundtree's, you know, he's... I, want, I always wonder if he could make 185, honestly. I don't think he's the biggest 205-er, but I don't think he's cutting down weight. Um, I think Al anyone... Alonso, Alonso Manifield? That would be a good fight. That would be good, yeah. too. That would be a fun one. I'm just looking at the rankings because I don't know if he's going to get a rank guy, but right now 15 is Jacoby, so that would yeah. make sense. I'm not sure. I mean, fuck. I mean, Johnny Walker? Would you? Would, would that be a good fight, guys? Johnny Walker? I, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind, to be really honest. I think I Johnny either. Walker... If Johnny can't win, then he should get cut, honestly, right? So... Yeah. At this point, Johnny's going to have to beat someone. I don't know who it's going to be. Roundtree's not even ranked. If he can't beat an unranked guy, then is he going to be in the U.S.? I'm not saying Roundtree's a bad fighter because he's really good, but just saying. I think Robertson was a fair because Khalil comes out different all the time. He does He does have yeah. some you know, mental issues going on, but he's very open about that. And when his mind is right, he can fucking fight, man. When his yeah. mind is right. But that goes for all fighters. You got to remember that. Fighting is most of the game. You know, guys, physic, all these guys are in shape. They all Love train it. hard. My favorite thing still with Khalil in the Ultimate Fighter finale against Andrew Sanchez. Andrew was keep taking, uh, holding him down, and his mother was the cage, and he's like, "Stand up, Khalil, stand up!" And he was like, "Shut up, mom." <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, against Andrew Sanchez. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I was like, "Shut up, mom!" Because he kept taking him down. That was too funny. I'm just checking Khalil. Um, Marcus had a question about his odds against Andrews. Um, let me take a look. Uh, I can't remember. I just know he dropped him four times in that fight, and it was pretty crazy. I'm pretty sure he was the dog in that fight, by the way. Um, yeah, Roundtree was a plus 50 dog. He's actually been the dog in a lot of his wins, which is crazy. So hmm. a guy that just really doesn't get a lot of respect by the by the betters, quite frankly. Um, Plays small wager on the fight to start. Roundtree was sweating. Yeah, I mean, geez, this guy's a three in thunder. Roundtree hasn't won three fights in a row. It's his four, first four fights, still convinced. I don't think he's like – I don't think he's a contender. But I think he beats a lot of those guys that are not ranked. He beats Carl Robertson. He beats Podesta Pekowskis. He beats – the Chukwe probably or Merzikan. I mean, we'll talk about those guys in a minute, but both those fights kind of make sense, I guess. Um, round two, Alexiak would be good. I mean, the first fight oh, was goodness. a no contest because the dude was juicing. He just yeah. laid on top of him for, for the three rounds, I think. It was just like a wrestling match, right? Um, I would, I guess a rematch makes sense because especially because Michael's more of a striker now. So anyways, let's go through the rest of the fights here. Uh, I mean, to me, this was fight of the night. I, I can understand why they gave out, you know, the performance bonuses, but you know, guys, I really think this was fight of the night, Drew Dober and Terrence McKinney, because yeah, it was only three minutes long, but that was the most three exciting minutes of the night, Marcel. Like <laughs> this was insane. This is this okay. So first off, I know McKinney lost, but I stand by my comment. The guys must watch TV. I yeah, want to yeah. watch this guy's fight. He's fucking sick. And he lost this fight, guys, but he almost knocked out Drew Dober. Drew Dober, by the way, never been dropped in the UFC in like 15 fights in the UFC or something, 20 fights. Never been dropped once. He was an iron chin. And Terrence was that close to putting him away. So he didn't get the job done. He obviously gassed out a little bit after that flurry, and he ended up getting finished himself. But he came as close as anyone's ever been to knocking out Drew Dober in, in, in the UFC. He's been knocked out, I think, once in MMA. But in the UFC, never been knocked out, never been dropped. And Terrence almost did it. So Dober ends up getting the knee, knocking him down, and then finishing with ground and pound. Um, so, you know... I mean, I have a lot of thoughts about this fight. First off, this is a great fight. I, I enjoyed watching the fight. I don't really feel bad about picking McKinney. I, I figured it would be a very tough fight, but you know, the way the fight went, it wasn't like I, I was. I, I didn't think that I had a chance. He had a chance to win. He just didn't get the job done. Um, Dober obviously proved himself just again as a tough veteran, great chin, iron chin, just a, just an absolute 
you know, tough veteran, that gatekeeper type, you know? It was just a great fight. I just feel like these guys, like, especially Dober, deserve something, don't you? Like, I feel like he deserved a bonus. Like, I just love the fight, man. I really enjoyed this fight. Go ahead. Uh, fucking round of the year, of course. I think they both Easily. deserve a bonus. I mean, the thing is, I, I want to start with McKinney, man. He took the fight on short notice. He came out guns blazing, and he got finished. But, man, what the most beautiful thing about that is that he went to the to Instagram after it. He said, sorry, guys, I was, it wasn't my best performance. I gave it all, but uh, we live another day, and I will be back. This dude has such a good mindset, you know. Uh, he owns up what he does. He doesn't make any uh, excuses that he lo that he loses, and he comes back. He, he's such a positive guy. I really love it, you know. And, uh, I mean, there is no shame in losing to Dober, and he did well against Dober, you know, in the beginning. But Dober... I mean, super tough. We all know Dover super tough, and uh, he's a veteran. Uh, overcame pretty much two, one very hard knee and one big knee, which he uh, which he grabbed the leg. I think that was kind of a, the safe the safe for Dober there to grab the leg, you know, and um, then he put him away with a knee and some ground and pound. I mean, it, it was an amazing fight. I, you saw Dober was very uh, after the fight. He was very pumped up as well because he was. Very enthusiastic about how McKinney fought against him as well. Yep. So I don't know how as the USC you can and I don't want to hear like, oh, we gave him something behind behind the, uh, under the table, or we gave him something and show the people you 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 give them money, you know, because that behind the table shit you give us like seven k to a fighter, you know. I saw it with other fighters you gave them seven k extra. I want to see at least fifty k. I mean, these guys fought very hard. Drew Dober pretty much got knocked down twice. He got knocked yeah. down once, but twice is very much. Okay, almost... so they, they're only crediting one knockdown. It almost feels like it was two of them, right? Because yeah. there's two instances. Yeah, it, it I was, almost feel yeah. like it was. Yeah. So he knocked, in my opinion, he knocked him. He got knocked down twice. He came back from that and he stopped McKinney. And McKinney took this fight on eight days' notice. Yeah. Bo delivered probably the best round. Uh, for now of the year, but I think if we are three or four months further in the year, we probably still think about that as the best round of the year. That that's how crazy it was, and not give any guy a bonus. It's weird to me, man, and it's super cheap in my opinion. Yeah, it was it was just how, how can McKinney in three fights he fought Matt Fravola, he knocked oh him out God. in seven Didn't seconds. Have a bonus. I, uh, you, I think you or Cole Shelton said it on Twitter, and he still doesn't have a bonus. I mean, how, man? Come I on. I don't know how. I mean, the guy's just – this is what you want over a fighter, don't you? Yeah. Like, he did get a new contract, so he got some money, but it's not even close to, I don't think, 50 grand. He's probably getting 20 and 20 now, you know, my guess. I mean, I, I don't know, but you don't he, – he was probably making 10 and 10 or 12 and 12. Right now he's probably yeah. 20 and 20. I don't, I don't know. Maybe he's more. Maybe he should get paid more. Anyways, the fight was great. Uh, yeah, Do Dober, Dober called out Bobby Green. I, 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 I love it. it. I love yeah. it. I love That's it. Great. That's great. How can you not love that fight, right? You know what he said? He goes, I don't think there's going to be much wrestling in the fight. Yeah. <laughs> just going to be two guys standing and training. Honestly, I, just my initial thought right now, Dober's tough as hell, but I feel like Bobby can just outbox him kind of, just, you know, be uh, more defensively sound, like move his head more, you know? But Dober's tough, man. How do you, like, really count this kind of fights? He's tough as hell. Tristan thinks Terrence might be more exciting than Gaethje right now. It's possible. I mean, Gaethje's, well, he's coming out the fight of the year. So I, I don't know if we're going to go that far yet. But, I mean, this guy is definitely, he's one of the best guys right now, up and coming guys. Um, opening up the main card, Alex Perea defeats Bruno Silva. I think we both called this one. Uh, it's a competitive fight, but, you know, Perea just more technical striker. The reach advantage helped him and everything. So got the job done by decision. I don't think many people expected a decision in this fight, considering how many knockouts they have. But, Went the distance. I mean, I thought I thought he looked pretty good. I, I know your tweets are you're, you're a little critical of him. Um, I'm not saying he should yeah. fight Izzy next. I'm not saying he should fight Jared Cannon next because that's what he said. 
I think you should fight someone like like a Brad Tavares, who's like ranked, that's, I think, third. Right? That makes sense, right? That's the one I made as well, the Brad Tavares go. fight. Go ahead. I give mean, your thoughts on this guy. And, go ahead. And that's Adesanya also fought his third fight in the UFC against Brad Tavares, by the way. That yeah. was a main event. The thing is, mm-hmm. for me, is like I look. I don't look at Pereira like the glory kickboxing champ, but I look purely as him in the UFC and MMA. I saw him against Mikhailidis. The first round was just shit. Let's be honest, was it not was. good. You know, second round, he knocked him out. Now against Bruno Silva, he, he looked good. He's more technical than Bruno Silva, you know? Yeah. He's definitely, and he has a lot of power, but wasn't amazing. You know what I mean? And I don't have to be amazing. I understand that. But you get taken down by Bruno Silva, who almost never goes for a takedown, who has zero submission wins on his, on his name, who has... He, he pretty much known as a BGJ black belt a submission specialist with zero submissions to his name. You know, I mean, he is also a knockout guy. You know, he's also a guy who goes always for the knockout. So for me, it's like if you have if you struggle with with stopping takedowns from Bruno Silva and getting controlled in the first round by Mikhailidis, how are you going to the top of the middleweight division? You you gotta have be lucky with the matchmaking you get and the Brett Tavares matchmaking would be do well for Pereira. The thing is, if he beats Brett Tavares, they're definitely going to give him someone in the top five or top six, I think. Mm-hmm. And if he beats one of those guys, you know, he will be close to Adesanya, you know, but how long does that going to take before he's there? I don't know. And for people, listen, man, he is 35, I think, 34? 34, 34. Yeah, he, he has some time, you know, but the thing is, Adesanya also doesn't uh, sit still, you know, and um, yeah, we'll see. But at this moment, I don't see it. But the story is there. But Pereira got to keep improving, got to win to come where he wants to be. And then we can do that third fight, you know, first to win kickboxing. But um, and Adesanya still has to be champion, obviously, if you want to do that for the title. Yeah. So let me get these comment types as so his name were expected. Well, he did, but. Again, we'll go, let's go look at the official numbers. Uh, Alex landed 108 significant strikes. Bruno only 59. He essentially doubled him in strikes, guys. So he wasn't getting hit that much. Now, Bruno was a hard hitter, too. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it's not like he ever got dropped. I also thought the takedown defense looked pretty good. He stopped two – wait, what, what is the number? Two of five, I think? Two of eight. Sorry, two of eight takedowns he, uh, he only allowed. So he stopped six of them. And I thought some of the sprawls looked really good, like really good sprawls. I don't know, Marcel. I, I thought he looked pretty good. I don't. I, I understand people's expectations were very high because they expected the, to finish, but I actually think the guy looks pretty good. Personally, the guys, pro- like I think he's improved too since the first fight. So go ahead, Adam. The problem is with that people are boosting him up like the next big thing, right. uh, the the guy who's going to beat Adesanya, and then you're going to look different to the guy. Of course, his, yeah. his performance against Silva was a good win, don't get me wrong, but to say like he has that next big thing to defeat, going to defeat Adesanya, I know he defeated him twice, but yeah. it's, it's kickboxing, and it's years ago, it's MMA now. Yep. So for me, that's the that's kind of, how do you weigh it? Do you weigh it as, as a good performance for a guy with a second fight in the UFC? Or do you do you weigh it as, as a good performance for the next challenger for Adesanya? Because if you go with the first, I agree with you. If you go with the second, I don't agree. You know what I mean? Well, here's the other thing I'll say is this is only the guy's fifth fight. Like yeah, sixth it is. fight, excuse me, sixth. Six, five and one. His fifth win. Five and one. It's only a sixth fight. Like he's barely fought, really. He took a long time off after his first couple of fights. 
since then he's three and zero. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I think people were expecting a lot from this guy, obviously, because of the hype. But mm-hmm. you know, for me, I'm keeping my temp- my expectation tempered. I don't know if he's going to be ass on you, but That's I know true. he'll beat Bruno Silva. And I'm pretty sure he beats Brian Tavares too if they match him up with that guy. So we'll see what happens. And honestly, I think he could beat Jared Cannon here. You guys might think I'm crazy, but he has the style to beat Jared. Jared's been dropped in multiple fights, guys. Derek but, Brunson just dropped Derek uh, Jared Cannon here. That's so what I say. Could win. That's what I'm saying. That's it's what all I matchups. Say every yeah, matchup. Exactly. That's what it so, is. It's all matchups. So every matchup's different. This was not a bad matchup because he's fighting basically a striker who's like very yeah. reckless and wild. He's more tactical in one fight. It's still, hey, Andrew, what's up? He said, did Pereira underperform? Did Silva overperform? I think it's like more just Pereira not getting the knockout that is kind of throwing people off here. But again, I don't think Bruno's been knocked out, right? He'd never been knocked out before. He's a very tough dude. Got a good chin. Pereira's getting the promo push McCain deserves. I think, you know, I get get whether you have student because they think this guy can probably fight Izzy and they're looking for challengers right after <clears> Izzy all the time here. So that's what I think. But McKinney deserves a push. A lot of guys deserve a push. Mm. When asked per, we asked Pereira about a fight with Tavares, he said he doesn't know who he is. Ah, oh, that's too, that's disappointing. Um, I did watch the interview, uh, Alex, the uh, post fight, uh, the uh, the Apex. I watched them all. You guys do a good job. Uh, Got to take out so if you want to call Canyon. That's true. Who would you take in Tavares uh, Pereira? I lean towards uh, Tavares. Take the defense against Garrett Rappler's concerns me a bit too much. Yeah, I'd have to think about it. But I just think Brad is kind of getting like. Actually, he might be younger, to be honest with you. Brad, it's possible Brad Tavares is younger than this guy, but he's got a he, he's kind of shop worn now, you know. He's taking a lot of damage. He hasn't he's actually the same age, they're both 34. Um he hasn't he hasn't he's been taking a lot of damage, guys. I don't know. I think he could get knocked out like Edmund knocked him out, you know, but he could grind uh, him out too. That's why I like the fight. Because you there's two different ways that the fight can go. One guy gets grinded out, the other guy mm-hmm. gets knocked out. It's a good fight to make. Go ahead. I want to ask you, I was uh, watching uh, James Lynch preview, sh- preview show today and uh, he was mentioning that, like he wanted to see Pereira fighting a guy like Nick Maximo, for example. How do you think that fight would no, be? No, I, I mean, all due respect to James, I obviously respect his pain. We'll talk, yeah, me, me too. Him, actually, I'm, I should plug in right now. Me and James are doing a uh, the Party Shop podcast it's on Wednesday, 5 p.m. Eastern. It's it, on his Patreon. It's a it's fun awesome. Week. Yeah. Awesome podcast. And you it, get uncensored. <laughs> yeah, you got Dark Side James. And yeah. you get no, no, uh, how do you say that? No filter. Uh, no filtered Adam. That's amazing. I love it's it. It's actually a good podcast. So check it out. You have to subscribe to James's Patreon, which is, I believe, like the less than a cup of coffee a month or something. So check that out. Give the guy a show. He's a good friend of mine. Um, all due respect to James, but I think Nick Maximoff should be fighting, you know, another young, unranked. He's only like 24. He's fighting so Brad, Kursky, by the thing. way. Alex is 34. Yeah. Marcel. He doesn't have time. That's the problem. He doesn't have time. He's the time's not on his side. He's got to fight for the belt soon. That's why I do think they'll give him a rank guy. And I think we all are saying Tavares makes sense because it's an interesting fight, right? Like, I would lean Pereira, but Tavares could win, you know? So I think it makes sense. Anyways, look at these comments. Um, no, hey, what's going on, man? Keep a good work. So pumped for the UFC. I can't wait to talk about We'll talk about tomorrow. And again, guys, some of you guys came in late. Tomorrow we're going to a later show because uh, Marcel's got some stuff going on. Uh, it'd be at 7 p.m. Eastern. Right, Marcel? I believe two hours later, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. 7 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. Great Marcel Gopak. Yeah, the party soft's great. Me and James, uh, that's our that's our thing. This is our this is me and Marcel's thing. Uh let's go to the next fight, Marcel. Matt Semmelsberger defeats AJ Fletcher. I mean, this fight, you know, I think we all picked uh Semmelsberger, but it, you know, man, it was close. And he won the fight. I think he won 29-28, you know, but I could see the argument for 10-8 in the first round. So for me, it's either semi wins or it's a draw, but it was definitely a close fight. And 
you know, I think Fletcher's really good. He's going to have a good career in the UFC. Anyway, give me your thoughts on this one. Yeah, man, I was like the first round. It could have been even 10-8, man. I mean, that, that was possible. I could score the 10-9, but not 10-8 for Fletcher. Um, I think Samuelsberger uh, did, did better in the second and third round than you have more of a veteran, uh, more experience, and uh, he won the fight. Um, but was it a real good showing for Samuelsberger to go three half rounds against a young guy, against a, a, deb- a guy in his debut? I don't think so. I think everybody was like before this fight, why does Samuelsberger have to have to fight a guy who's making his debut again? You know, why don't we give him a little bit more of a step up? But after this fight, I'm kind of like he probably should have fought this guy because Fletcher did give him a very tough fight. And uh, but still, Samuelsberger won so good for him, but he made it a lot more difficult than I expected it. I, and I don't disrespect Fletcher, I think he's a good fighter, but uh, he's still very young. I expected more from Samuelsberger, but he won. But hey, so why I'm even complaining, right? <laughs> no, for sure. Um, and we're coming, no, I'm coming from uh, Marcus saying he wouldn't be surprised at the prayer of his sponsor until. I don't think Brunson. I saw someone else say that Brunson's not going to take the fight because he's got one fight left in his career. Why would he fight Alex Pereira with the last fight of his career? He won't take the fight, guys. It's just it's not a good fight for him. Till makes sense. Uh, Cole was telling me Uriah Hall. He thinks would be a good fight. I think it makes sense too. And I think Hall is top ten, so that fight makes a lot of sense. We'll see what they do with him. But I, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to the guy's next fight. I understand that he's kind of been up and down a little bit in the first two fights, but I am looking forward to uh, his next fight. Uh, go to the next fight here, Marcel JJ Aldrich defeats. Julia Robertson, I did pick Aldrich by decision last week. I told you guys plus 200 wasn't a bad bet at all, and she got the job done. So if you had more confidence in Aldrich than me, hopefully you laid a bet on that. I mean, I, I that was my lean. Um, I didn't go crazy on her. She was the underdog, but it was like even money. So was it like getting a huge number on her? But the decision prop again was a really good number, so hopefully people took it. Give me your thoughts on the fight. She made it look really easy, to be honest with you. Go ahead, Marcel. You're, uh, you're muted, buddy. Oh, Marcel's muted. No, you're still muted. You got the little mic. See the little? <laughs> Probably click some button. There you go. Go ahead. Yeah, okay, perfect. Uh, so, yeah, I think, like, um, this was, along with the santos Ankalaya fight, the most uneventful fight of the night. And it wasn't because of Aldridge, because she did very well. I think Jeremy Robinson couldn't get anything done. And a uh, good win for, for Aldridge. Yeah. The thing with Aldridge is, like, she is, she doesn't have the charisma. You know what I mean? And that's what some of Yeah, these- I know. And she doesn't have it, but she's very, she's very good in her basics, but she doesn't have anything, bring anything special. You know what I mean? And that's why, why she doesn't really get the push from the UFC. But I think she's a very good fighter. Don't get me wrong. I was really 50-50 on this fight picking. You were very convinced in Aldridge. Yeah, so. I know. I, I liked her here. You know, like, again, I think that the camp she's at, all those girls train together, Rose, Pennington, um, Tisha Torres, Miranda Maverick, they're all beasts. So... I know, I and like I said, like I said last week, Julia Robertson is one-dimensional, guys. If she doesn't get you to the ground, she can't win a fight, really. As she couldn't. You know? Yeah, so she couldn't. Um, and I will say, I don't know, like, I don't want to criticize the media, but I thought it was kind of funny that, uh, Alex, I don't know if you're still in the chat, but the first question to JJ at the post-fight press conference is, how are you feeling? She goes, good, how are you? <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> that was, was pretty funny. I'm sure Alex knows what I'm talking about. It was kind of funny. Let's go to the next one here. We got Javid Basharat against – oh, I got I just got a, I got a message here. Nikolikis, the man, just messaged me. MAOddsBreaker.com is back up live, guys. So there you go. Ooh. Back up, Nick. Uh, back up, Marcel. That's Thank cool. God. I was – guys, literally at 5 o'clock, I messaged Marcel. I'm like, what's going on with the website? The website went down. It's been down for the last 45 minutes. 
I thought we lost everything, but thankfully, you know, we're able to get it done. It's back online now. Thank God, Marcel. I was I was freaking out, bro. I had, I had so much <laughs> writing in there. You have no idea. So yeah, thanks, the, the website's back up. Javid Basharat, Trevin Jones. I told you guys Basharat would win. He got the job done, Marcel. He looked really good in this fight. Jones is a tough dude. We saw that again. Very, very durable, but Javid, just a beast. Um, pieced him up for three rounds, got the decision. And his brother also got a knockout, I think, a head kick knockout. Also, Alex is, uh, Alex is laughing. I know. That was funny, Alex. How are you feeling? Good. How are you? I thought that was so funny. There was this guy, Drew Dober, like, how are you feeling? Like, my face hurts. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I thought Brasher looked good. Give me your thoughts. I mean, the guy's a beast. Again, guys, it's not – who cares if he's from contenders? It doesn't matter where he comes from. If the guy's a good fighter, he's a good fighter. This guy's a monster. Give me your thoughts, Marcel. Yeah, good fighter, man. I feel like um, – I think I gave him all three rounds, actually. I think one round was kind of 50-50. Uh, he looked really good against Trevin Jones, you know. Uh, push the pace, uh, clean strikes. I really like what I saw. Um, yeah, good win. And also, uh, much respect to Javid by uh, giving uh, Trevin Jones the chance to uh, – to uh, so somebody uh, uh, passed away and uh, Trevin Jones – uh, got uh, got the, the opportunity from uh, Bashar to say something about it, which it's really cool. You know, it's not cool somebody passes away, obviously, but he get, he did a gesture to him. So um, yeah, I mean, overall, a very good performance for Javid Bashar in his debut, man. Yeah, he's good, man. I like this guy. You know, he's a good fighter. He seems like a decent guy too. Like, yeah, I watched the interview and they were asking him like, "How come you gave Trevin the mic?" And he's like, "Because we're all soldiers in the same sport. We're all we're all reaching the same goal, the same same dreams." Yeah. I don't like him. I'm trying to fight the guy and try to knock him out, but I still respect him and his goals, you know? So I mm -hmm. thought the guy's, he's very level-headed. Um, it is kind of, you know, the whole situation in Afghanistan. It's kind of messed up. He's not allowed to wear his flag to the, yeah. uh, the octagon, but, you know, the UFC is, UFC is very weird about this. It's very weird who they side with in these situations, right? Like, you know, Marcel, who that's allowed the flag and some of these countries don't. Like, they have no problem with the Russian guys with the flag right now, but, you know, with Anyways, I, I guess it's a little different situation. But <laughs> it's very complicated. Let's not get into it. But I do think that anyone you know, there would be, flag, opinion, you know, if they are smart when they're announcing fights, don't put the flag next to their names. Then you don't have the problem with people. There you go. Uh, they always do like, that now. Exactly. You're yeah. right. They should just put like the odds instead. Just yeah. instead of the flag, put like minus one twenty five. There you go. Yeah, do do where they're born, for example. You know, or do that uh, too. Yeah. Hey, Andrew, what's up? He's saying, do you guys think uh, Bashar can make one twenty five? That's interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the mm. guy's pretty tall, right? He's mm -hmm. five nine. There are some guys that are that tall in that division. Like I think Jeff Bolin is pretty tall, and a few other guys, Marcel. But I don't know, Marcel. What do you think? Can he make it? Uh, so Mudarji is also pretty tall. I think I was wrong um, about Jeff. He's five six. Mudarji is one of the other guys I was thinking about. Yeah, who is like one of the taller? Oh, and there's that guy. Uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, I can't remember now. Uh, is it Ulan Bekov decently tall? Me, I'm wrong. I don't I think, think he's he's small. No, I think he's big as well. Yeah. Like seven. Anyways, yeah, I mean, maybe he could make the weight. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, Julian Robertson needs to make 115, you know? I, I don't know how she's going to make the weight because she looks like she is already, you know, pretty thin though. But, guys, she, if she makes 120, 115, she can beat a lot of girls in that division because of the, the grappling. Mm -hmm. But at 125 herself... Anyone who could stop her takedown, she's screwed. So, over his born London's reclaiming Marcel. Oh, there you go, Marcel. <laughs> yes, yeah, from Hounslow, I think. Yeah, through there you go. Uh, but I, I know that Overeem has requested to change his flag because for in the beginning it was the English flag and he requested right. to change it in the Netherlands. So, Glenn, too bad for you, man. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no doubt about it. Um, let's go to the next fight here, guys. It, it, uh, oh, I just got my all my screen all messed up here. 
next fight on the prelims was uh, Damon Jackson, Mr. Underrated, defeating Cameron Kirk. We both called him or saw last week. I mean, yeah. I mean, the guy's really good. I, and I told you guys for DraftKings, I was telling everyone, put him on your team. He got 106 points. He hadn't been DraftKings. You should listen to me because the guy did fucking well. Guy's a beast. Almost all his wins are by submission. He's tough as hell. He gets better every fight. And I feel like he's starting to develop a personality too. You know, Marcel? Yeah. He's starting to develop a really good personality now too. So I like everything about this guy. And I, I'm I'm looking forward to see what's next. Like, I don't know if he'll get a ranked guy, but I kind of feel like he deserves it at this point. He has some really good wins. What do you think next for Mr. Underrated? Yeah, I mean... What can you say? He looked very good, and he came out guns blazing in the second round by taking him down immediately, and and he stopped him. We know with a beautiful arm, it was an arm triangle choke, right? Yeah, beautiful one, you know. So uh, yeah, I really like um, uh, Damon Jackson. You know that, and uh, yeah, I, I, it's actually funny they showed my tweet on the broadcast with yeah, the I saw that. Reddit, so I, you yeah, know what? Uh, I just I again I give credit to a guy like this because yeah. he's gotten like better because the first time he was the UFC he sucked. Quite frankly, he sucked. He lost to Ronnie J.C., he lost to Yancey Jones, full fight submission, and then he had this awful draw up this Levan Makashvili guy. It was a horrible fight. It was like, oh, he was all one, one, and one no contest, I think. He was, he was. And now yeah. he's three, two, one, and one no contest, I think. Like, it's a weird yeah. record, but he's getting the job done. And if you look at his career, guys, 20 wins, 15 by submission, 18 by stoppage. So he's a finisher. He's a fun guy to watch. I really like Damon Jackson, Marcel. Um, and again, it just shows you again, Charles Rosa, how good this submission defense is that he didn't get submitted in that last fight yeah. because he's never been submitted. You can't submit that guy. It looks like I'll talk about TRT's fighting rampage. Jack. Is he or is he or rampage? I, I saw something, but I don't know if that's an exhibition or whatever. Or, oh, really? Or we, so yeah, there was a poster out there. Oh God. I, I, I mean, I'm not interested. I'll be watching the UFC uh, London card, but I, I, I don't know if that, hopefully that's not what's going on. Oh my gosh! You know what's funny? Yeah, that's that's crazy. I just I just tweet I just like searched that like Tito Rampage on Twitter. My tweet came up for four years ago talking about potential fight Bellator to these guys <laughs> <laughs> for 2018. Anyways, let's go to the next fight here. Another wash. I told you guys this would be easy for because you just take her down. And when I saw the Wayne Marcel Basil like was so tall, right? And I get the reach is, is good, but Maverick was right there at her chest, like right at her hips, ready to get her down. And I knew that she'd get that double leg and the fight would be over. And it was so yeah. easy, Marcel. She made it look so easy. Um, I think this could be it for Sabino Maslow in the UFC. She's three and four now. Lost three straight fights. I think she's going to be released. But I think for Maverick, it's a big win for her. It snaps her two-fight losing skid. Mm. And really, if anything, Marcel, just shows you how good Aaron Blanchfield is. Because look what Blanchfield did to her in her last fight. So give me your thoughts on, on Maverick, <sighs> on Maslow, if she gets cut in. It fucking sucked, man, for Maslow. Because she was supposed to fight Mandy Boom. And she would have probably been an easy won that win. fight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it sucks because when I saw the Maverick fight, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> she she does not pretty well against uh, against ground fighters, you know, against girls who are great on the ground." So uh, yeah, it was an easy pick. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna how do you say it? Not gonna say that it wasn't an easy pick. It was an easy pick. Yeah, right. No, I, I agree. Um, and I'm seeing this. What is this Freedom Fight Night? Is that what this is, uh, Jim? Is it something like that? Freedom Fight Night. Fighting yeah. NFT. What the hell is this? I, I don't uh, know what it is. I saw it as well, but I don't think it's a fight against each this, other. This is weird. Um, just says it says here's what. No, no, it doesn't say Tito Ortiz versus Jackson. No, it says Team Tito Ortiz versus Team Rampage Jackson. That's what it says, guys. It doesn't say Tito versus Rampage. It's Team Tito versus Team Rampage. 
So it's they're just using their faces and their names to sell this show, which I'm not going to watch. Um, but sorry, did you say Mazel will be cut? You think that's it for her? Uh, yeah, I expected this, but it, it's it would suck, you know, because I think yeah. she she isn't a bad fighter, but she she just has a problem on the ground. You know what she I mean? Does. She does. So yeah. Cody Brundage comes back from a beating. <laughs> yeah. Dalton Lindsay and Bula. You know, this was a fight. I think Marcel, both of us were kind of like, who the fuck wins this fight? Like we, I really had no idea this one. Yeah. You know, it was just a really hard fight to call. The odds were very close. I leaned towards Dalton really due to the experience and the fact he went three, three rounds of burial. That's kind of what I was thinking would happen here. Like he'd be able to tough it out, but Brundage gets the submission, gets a bonus. I don't really know if he should have got a bonus. Like, I just think it's a little crazy. This guy got a bonus. And then you have like, complete performances like a Jackson or Maverick and they don't get anything or even Dober and McKinney had such an exciting fight. They don't get anything. Just my opinion. I mean, I, I don't hate this guy getting it because I'm sure he can use the money, you know, a guy yeah, like this, sure. but I don't know. Anyways, give me your thoughts on the comeback. I mean, it was a great comeback, right? So. I mean, like Dalcha was lighting him up, you know, and then he went for a takedown <laughs> and, and uh, Brandes took his neck and it was over. You know what I mean? The guillotine choke. So yeah, good, good, good comeback went for Cody Brandes. Um I was happy for him. You know, and uh, I think uh, he can really use the 50, 50K. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't hate it at all that he got the 50K. I'm happy for him. But I feel like in cards like these, UFC, UFC should give more bonuses. You know yeah. what I mean? So we don't have this discussion. I absolutely don't hate he got the 50K. I'm actually happy for him. But uh, there are guys and girls on this card. We should have got a 50K bonus as well. I mean, yep. Maverick, you're right. Um, the, the McKinney Dober one. You know, that was an amazing fight. And there are even probably more, which I can't remember. Damon Jackson, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Two more fights here in the in prelims. Guido Canetti knocks out Chris Butillo. Stanny TKO. Honestly, at first I thought it was kind of a bad stoppage, but on the replay you could tell that Butillo's eyes were in the back of his head at that point. So I'm fine with the stoppage after the, re after the replay. But live, Marcel, I'm not going to lie, I thought it was a little early live, you know. But seeing it in, in replay, in slow motion, you could see that Chris was – Probably just this, another punch from getting KO'd cold. So Chris probably saved, Chris Tyone probably saved in terms of damage. Um, I, I think the UFC is going to cut this guy. You know, he's just not good, Marcel. You know, anyways, give me your thoughts. Dude, I gave Chris fucking Tyone a shout out on Twitter for a good stoppage, you know, yeah. for a first good stoppage in his life. Um, yeah. I mean, I actually want to know what did your fiance said about this fight because she's she, well, she wanted Chris to win. And she's like, oh, it's fucking bullshit with the stoppage. She said it was bullshit, obviously, but uh. you know, like again, I, watching it live, it just looked like the like honestly, I thought the Sean O'Malley stoppage was kind of bad too. Honest, that's my honest opinion, you know, because uh. I fight twenty seconds left. I think he could have made the distance, you know. And there's a bad one going that, you know. I'm just saying, like the referee's not job is not to look at the time of the clock, though. they're looking at the fighters. So in this case, you know, that I fight was. Four minutes and 50 seconds. This one was two minutes yeah. in the fight. So it is what feel, it is, Marcel. You know, we, we both like Chris, you know, but he's not very good. Like, I, I feel like it was a good stoppage. I feel like the Herb Dean yeah. one was not a good stoppage, you know, but I feel like this one this was, was a okay. better stoppage. Actually, yeah. this was a better stoppage, right? Yeah. I think it was. I actually he was think it was. Badly, badly hurt, and he yeah. was also already looking like very wobbly. You yeah. saw the thing with Kennedy after the fight that he <laughs> that, that 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 he walked up to him and uh, that he touched him. He barely mm -hmm. walked through him I and he apologized that. for it afterwards. So uh, yeah, that was awkward as hell. The last fight in the card, Azamat Mirzakhanov ducks out Tafan Chukwi. We all picked, or I picked Azamat. I think you did too. And uh, we were sweating. <laughs> yeah, because you know, there's guys like my boy James Lynch. He picked the Chukwi and a few other people, and I'm like, damn, these guys are right because he won the first two rounds, right? Like, yeah. there's no doubt. 
And I was talking to my buddy, and he was telling me who should I parlay, and I'm like, I think Azmat wins, so he's a guy I would look at. He's like, why are you talking to parlay? It's kind of like, just wait, just wait. Still time left, and he gets the job done. I did think it would happen like that, but gets the flying knee, gets him out of there. He also gets a bonus. See, I don't know if he should have got a bonus. It was a sick flying knee, but up to that, it wasn't very good performance. I don't know. I mean, they like they like you know giving guys money for the comebacks, but the fact he won the fight was impressive. But I don't think he looked very good in this fight. That's my opinion. What do you think, man? Yeah, I agree, man. I had the Tafan and Chukwu in the first two rounds. I think one judge had a one-one going into the third. Um, I mean, yeah, more kind of. You have those guys with those cheat codes, right? And yep. he is one of those guys who have yep. that. And uh, yeah, he used a cheat code, and he not, he, he stopped. Wasn't really a clean knockout, but he was very much out of it. It was like a TKO by knee, by flying yep. knee. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, he stays undefeated, and uh, it, it was it a good win. Ah, you know, the first two rounds weren't good, but I you can't say anything a lot if you knock somebody out with a flying knee in the third round. You can't say it was a bad win, but I think the performance wasn't great, but the but the, but the finish was amazing. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I think that's fair. Um, let me get these comments, guys, and then I'll uh, I'll answer your guys' questions. We had uh, Daniel saying Chris has a style of UFC likes to make keep him. Maybe I wonder if you're still trying to milk Coutinho one more time if they let him go for his sake. I think they, I think for his own health and safety, this guy should not, not fight again. You know, sucks for he's the, like, he's, he's like nine and six with like five knockout losses now. Is that his record? Is it? Yeah, it sucks for the UFC in the 155 or because he could, they could match him up with Paddy next, probably. Yeah, okay, so he's nine and seven, guys. Hmm. Nine and seven now. Sorry, no, no, is it nine and six? I don't for know. some reason, UFC, I, I see another listing here, anyways, nine and six. With all his losses by stoppage, four of them by knockout, including four of his last six fights. This guy is just taking a, an insane amount of damage. So he's nine and six. Guido moved to nine and seven with the win. <laughs> so two guys at the bottom of the division right there. Machina's first fight in 11 days. I'm okay with getting another go. Maybe they do that Aaron Phillips guy because that was the original fight. Remember that guy? Yeah. Aaron Phillips? Yeah. Possibly. And that guy's not good. So maybe he's they. He's 0 3, I think. Aaron yeah, he's Phillips, not good. Yeah. So I mean, maybe they could beat him. Maybe. I don't know, though, man. I don't think they could pick Machina ever again. Mercy Camp just didn't look great, man. I don't think I don't think he looked that good. What's your thoughts on Cejudo telling Junkie we'll see him fight again because game won't pay him? Uh I have no idea, but why did he like you said, why did he retire with the belts? It's just like when Jones gave up his belt, Marcel or uh, Marcus two years ago, gave Paul's leverage. Mercy Cam was around yeah. to fight. That'd be a good fight, yeah. So who's my yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Moutinho versus Marais, two guys with no chins. You know what? Maybe. <laughs> it's crazy no, as it sounds. But Cejudo is like that guy, like he is a, he is pretty much an amazing champion, a double the former double champion, an Olympic medal, a gold medalist. But he keeps being like acting like he is some kind of a guy who needs attention, man. I don't understand who, it at who? all. You know? Cejudo. Yeah, I know. Cejudo. It's weird. Like he the guy's got for... it's kind of weird, right? Like he's got a I think he has a daughter on the way. He's got a you know a fiance, I believe, or maybe they're married no. now. And like all he does is talk about stuff that's not happening. It's kind of weird. Like the guy just can't keep himself out of the spotlight. Obviously, um, it is what it is. I mean, these guys. Here's the thing, Marcel. These guys have been used to being in the spotlight their whole lives. You know, like he's Olympic athletes. Oh, he's getting attention. He's an attention whore. Like a lot of these guys. You know, the Conor yeah, McGregor. Conor McGregor's the same way. Max Holloway's yeah. fighting. Conor's like, look who I'm fighting next. Like, he just, you know what I mean? These guys can't. They can't stand when other people are, are getting attention. It's not them, you know. Super weird, man. Super it's weird. stupid, man. It's just not. It's it's dumb. And the worst thing is, man. I think a lot of kids grow up now looking at these like influencers, and they want to be like these people. Like, and you know, I'm not saying Suhudo's just that. He's obviously an Olympic athlete, amazing athlete. 
Um, and by all accounts, a decent guy. But I, the guy in retirement works out. I don't really like this new guy personally. I think I like the guy as a fighter, though, and I hope he fights again because I think he could beat a lot of guys. Marcel still in the UFC, you know, obviously. So, anyways, um, let's talk about Bellator quickly. Bellator 276. Did you get a chance to watch it? No, I, I only saw some some things, but not. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch all of it. I mean, I hate I, when they, I hate when they do it in the same night. I just hate it. I was. I was by the way. Fans. I was, by the way, in a discussion with with uh, with Santiago, guy who we do the Belter preview show with. I was talking about him with Co- about Cody Law. You know, I was like, they keep giving Cody Law these guys who was I'm like so 96. tired of the matchmaking yeah. for this guy. It's so I'm boring. Like, if you're Bellator, you know, you don't have to put your favorites or your up and coming talents against guys who are minus. They are minus fifteen hundred over, man. I absolutely hate that. If you I are, agree if if you are a top level promotion and you want to compete with the UFC, you don't put a minus fifteen hundred talent guy against another guy. You know, I mean, only minus fifteen hundred should be like if Valentina Shashenko fights somebody for the title. You know, yeah. then I ex- then I accept that. You He's know? right with the Rome for all. I, I agree. It's yeah. just boring. It's boring matchmaking, guys. I don't need to see these fights. Like you don't even have to research these fights. You know who's going to win right away. Like once in a while, there's an upset. Once in a while, but for the most part, these Bellator prelims. I'm sorry, but they're a throwaway fights because they're fights that are clearly meant for one fighter to win, and almost every time that fighter wins, Marcel. This Cody Law guy, I'm just bored of this guy. He doesn't impress me at all. I got to be honest with you guys. 6-0, and and he's beaten six guys without a Wikipedia profile. I mean, who the hell are these guys he's fighting? Like, who is he fighting? I, I, I'm just not impressed. It's like every time he fights, it's minus 1,500. Like, give him someone that can actually give him a test. The yeah. last guy, they, like this James Adcock guy, I looked at his wiki, I just, I'm sorry to say it, but I looked at his topology profile, and I was like, this dude's getting knocked out in the first round. I'm sorry, but like he just he sucks, and they keep doing these kind of matchmaking. I just I'm Adam. We, we got to talk about Belter because we're an MMA podcast, but I'm just tired of the Belter matchmaking. I think it sucks, guys. Honestly, it's boring. Anyway, that's my thoughts. Adam, <laughs> look at Romero Cotton's opponent. Yeah, look at this opponent. I look when he fought his last MMA fight before fighting Romero Cotton on Bellator last Saturday. Look at it on topology, please. The guy who he was fighting. Yeah, the guy is fighting the the Sandoval guy. Sandoval guy was he in the UFC like years ago? No, it's another one. <laughs> okay, okay. No, oh, he hadn't fought, dude. He hadn't fought in twelve years. <laughs> yeah. They got some guy for King of the Caves back when Diego Sanchez was fighting for King of the Caves. <laughs> Drew Fickett. Are you fucking kidding me, <laughs> Drew Fickett? He's one of the Night Rider. Oh my god. Okay, so yeah, Dalton's a joke. Let's not even talk about it. Let's talk about the let's talk about the main card because there was a few like legit yeah. fights. Adam Borsch defeats Matt Burnell. That's an upset. Great win for him. Phil yeah. Davis wins. Apparently, he's getting a title shot. I don't want to see him fight Nemkov again, but apparently that's what's happening. Johnny Evelyn wins. Beats John Salter. Huge win. I guess he's next for Gegard, but that seems like a massive step up. And then uh, J.J. Wilson lost at 155. So at 155, the guy's not good anymore, I guess. He's not that good at 155, Marcel. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure what to make a Bellator anymore. I mean, I don't even know what to say, guys. Like, I think the matchmaking is boring. I hear Arlene Blenkow's fighting Cyborg again. Who the fuck watched, wants to see that fight? It's better, I guess, than, than Sinead Kavanaugh, who had a busted knee. They announced that fight. <laughs> made no sense. You know, Marcelo, like, and, and I know Cyborg's frustrated too because we've heard rumblings that she's not happy with it. I, she doesn't like the matchmaking either, you know? Adam, Go ahead. I was I'm talking about this with Mike Heck, and he is like, this is crazy, man, this matchmaking. Is it, you know what would be even more crazy? When you put Sinead Kavanaugh against Cyborg, what they're going to do? Going to uh, uh, carry them on her on, on their back to bring her in the, in the cage? It's just weird, you know? And he's, he's right. He's like, it's Cyborg's last fight on her contract in Belgium. Yeah. They should do something to get her a challenge there. You know what yeah, I mean? I, I think that, she's gone too. I think yeah. she might go to PFL or 
I mean, oh, I'd love to see her back in the UFC, but I think she's done with Bellator. I think he, she goes PFL as well. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, yeah. and also let, let me say something something else. The Bel the Belter Grand Prix. So Rofeon starts to defeat Magomedov last time out, you know, and yeah. he deserved the title shot. They gave it to Kyoji Origuchi. And Rofeon starts said, I prefer a Bantamweight tournament over a title shot because then they, they pretty much didn't want to fight each other. The Sergio Pettis and Rofeon starts. Now they do that Bantamweight tournament and they match him up immediately. Like, right. how the fuck? How are you gonna fucking match up the champion with the number one contender. How does that make sense? You got to go bracket one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You got to do it like that. But they wanted to have a certain leverage. They want to have certain guys probably in the semis. You know what I mean? They want to probably have James Gallagher having a yeah. good opponent. Like, for example, maybe against Leandro Higo, you yeah. know, because if he goes to the semis, they can put that in Dublin again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but the thing is, it doesn't make sense to put Pettis and Stutz in the opener of the tournament, then you could have just done the fight immediately without the tournament, in my opinion. You know, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, a few other notes from the weekend: Boston Salmon won a contract with PFL. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. He got a finish. The, I think it was like an eye injury or something, and he won by doctor stoppage. I want to say, and that was the only guy that got a finish, so he automatically got a contract, <laughs> which is not really great. But Boston's a former UFC fighter. I hope then, he can uh, have, have a better showing there than he has in the UFC because I think he's a talented yeah, guy. He's a talented guy. And then LFA, Jonas Bilinarino lost uh, the yeah. title. Uh, actually, the other guy didn't even win the belt because he missed weight, I think. So it was the guy took it on five five rounds on two days' notice and, and still mm -hmm. beat Jonas. So that was a guy that a lot of people were like, Dana White, you didn't sign the guy. Remember that crazy knockout at the last second? Yeah. The fight sucked before that. You know, that's the thing. You know, the fight was so bad, Marcel. And Dana's like, I can't do it. They gave him a shot in LFA and he blew it. So I think this guy's not, he's not getting signed, Marcel. It sucks, no, no, definitely not. He's not getting signed. Um, anyways, let's get out of here. Look at this last question. Do you know who Gagler's going to fight? I think it's going to be Eblin. I mean, there's no one else, right? So. Yeah, it will be it will be Eblin or Tokov. And maybe I've heard some rumblings that he maybe will go to light heavyweight and might fight maybe uh, yeah. the winner of Manhoof against Romero. So that, that makes sense. I mean, I think Gagler mm -hmm. could fight at 205 too. And then Andrew's talking about Ariel uh, saying Cyborg has one fight left. Yeah, I know. She's got the one fight. And she, I, you're right. She probably just wants to get in and get the hell out of there because there's really not much for her to go She's destroying everyone. All right, guys. Let's get out of here. That's it for today's podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll be back tomorrow to do the uh, the preview show UFC London. Can't wait to talk about that with you, Marcel. Some great, great fights on that card. My God. Mm -hmm. The fights, they've been crazy. So tomorrow is not 5 p.m. Eastern, guys. It's going to be 7 p.m. Eastern. Marcel's got some stuff to do. So I'm going to make that uh, note tomorrow morning when I tweet about it. 7 p.m. Eastern. Marcel, plug yourself. Let's get out of here. Yeah, Big Marcel24, Twitter, Instagram. And you can read my articles if you can read Dutch on uh, the Eurosport Netherlands website on the Mixed Martial Arts section. Yeah, just press that little translate button beside it. That's what I do. Anyways, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Martin Podcast is at mmaltspeaking.com. So our YouTube channel, Spotify, iTunes, all those places. We've been we've been crushing here. This podcast has been doing really good. I know people love listening to it. I love being here with you, Marcel. I enjoy it so much. So we'll be back tomorrow, guys. Like I said, 7 p.m. Eastern to break down UFC London special time. Uh, what else? Uh, MiamiNews.com. got some news articles up there. And then uh, Bookies.com. All my best bets up this week as well for that. So have a great day, guys. We'll be back tomorrow with our